Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing, recorded at various places of shelter around the metropolitan New York City area. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly, Editor of PW Comics World, and Editor of the Fanatic, PW's twice-a-month comics and pop culture newsletter. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. And I'm Heidi McDonald. I'm the editor-in-chief of The Beat at ComicsBeat.com. And you can check us out on Twitter at, at PWComicsWorld. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm the podcast producer. And you can find us online on Tumblr at PWComicsWorld.tumblr.com. And don't forget, you can subscribe to more to come on iTunes and on Facebook. We're at Facebook.com slash PWComicsWorld. And also, don't forget, you can let us know what you think of our podcast by giving us a rating on iTunes or the other podcast platform of your choice or sending us an email, hitting us up on Twitter, or in other ways communicating with us because we love to hear from you, our loyal, loyal listeners. Yay, Bo! (laughs) Hit us up! Hit us up! (laughs) All right. Uh, This week on More to Come, the current moment. And that means we're going to talk about podcasts. We're going to talk about recommended nonfiction titles. Uh, and we're also going to talk about uh, and offer our uh, thoughts uh, on the memory of George Floyd. Uh, we're going to talk about the Eisner noms, uh, the apparent murder of Newsarama. So, uh, <laughs> R.I.P. I guess I say alleged, Newsarama. Right? Uh, so, <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, wow. Where do we start? The current moment. Uh, as if a pandemic wasn't enough, uh, the naked brutality, uh, uh, the systematic racism, uh, the shocking indifference to human life that seems to be directed at black people by the criminal justice system in this country and by the police department. I, yes, I understand there are lots of good police officers. The problem is the bad ones, uh, and the, and the good ones that, that allow the bad cops uh, to do this kind of damage over and over again. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, not going to rant. Uh, I'll give you, or I'll give the rest of you a chance to talk also. But um, my uh, heart goes out to the family of George Floyd. Uh, uh, like millions of people across this country, uh, uh, we mourn his loss and we we vow to change this this awful, ugly system. And uh, to make public servants accountable to the people that they're supposed to be serving instead of murdering them, yeah. particularly murdering black people. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. we send, yeah, we, we recognize the memory of George Floyd, of Tony McDade, of Breonna Taylor, yes. uh, of all the people. Yes. Uh, the human beings who've been snuffed out and, uh, without any regard for their, uh, killers. Well, I mean, if, if history is, any guide, their killers will go free. You know, I'll, I'll say this. It's, it's, you know, you know, we've been on this podcast in quarantine. I think this is our 10th or 9th episode. Um, and, you know, you've heard us talk about how it's not fun. Um, but I, I couldn't have foreseen that it would get worse, but it has. And the, the, what makes it worse is just the, the anger that we yeah. all, all, all humans, sensitive humans feel everywhere. You know, it's like I, the other day I wanted ice cream and you know what? I couldn't go out cause there's a curfew, but you know, I'll be able to get millions of pints of ice cream whenever I want. Um, but you know, right. Trayvon Martin c- couldn't Trayvon Martin wanted to get some Skittles and then he was hunted yeah. down and murdered. 
And his killer got off scot-free for killing a young black man who just went to get Skittles and, and fought back when someone out of nowhere attacked him. For, yeah. And he had, so yeah. you know what? I'm fine with not getting ice cream for Well, a but I while. think, I think your inability to get ice cream is like a tiny microcosm of what dealing with all of this is doing to communities across the country. That curfew or no curfew, it's not really safe for any of us to go out because of the hugely encroaching police brutality. Yeah. Because no one wants to stumble across a melee and get gassed in the face with tear gas because you happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like, it's, it's, I mean, you and I, Heidi, are slightly less likely to get gassed because we're white, but hey, we could be mistaken for the wrong kind of white people, the ones who, you know, aren't waving the flag hard enough, and then we could get beaten over the head by batons too. I mean, hey, fun times. Absolutely, and and the danger that is going on here in New York City is that, I mean, there's been waves and waves of police brutality, and obviously... Yeah, you know, it is aimed overwhelmingly at people who African, you know, the African American. Uh, wasn't it like the the one of the state senators got tear gassed the other uh, day? Yeah, yeah, I don't know the name, but uh, I think a number of either state uh, uh, state legislatures and I think actually some council members yeah. uh, who were taking part in, in uh, protests were gassed and and even arrested. Um, the- I mean, the NYPD has kind of been. Uh, well, they've been given an object lesson in why people are marching because they seem to like want to attack peaceful protesters uh while uh you know the, the the looters, the minority of looters were allowed to kind of run free. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, I I I I don't want to spend the whole part, uh, yeah. podcast no. lambasting them. They are they are, you, you can read the papers and find out what's going on. Uh, with yeah. the NYPD. And, I mean, this is not really strictly a left versus right thing because, let's be really honest with each other, the left hasn't really particularly stopped this from happening nationwide. Um, this is this is going to eventually probably be a Supreme Court thing because part of it, the reason that people get away with this is that there's a law in the books that says that... Um, Basically, theoretically, you might not be able to hold a cop accountable for something if they don't know they're not allowed to do it on duty, including such things as stealing large piles of money or choking people. So hopefully if we push for things, maybe right and left people who don't like racism can like kick the Supreme Court in the butt and uh, maybe get that law reinterpreted or thrown out. But uh, we're in a terrible moment right now. Um, uh, 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 obviously, this is uh, the, the cloud that hovers over all of this is three or four hundred years of American racism, of white supremacy uh, that has twisted uh, every institution in this country. Um, uh, we've had these kinds of moments before, these historical reckonings. We'll see what comes out of this one. Uh, but we're, we're, we're at a really low point on the one hand in this country's history for what we, what we watched and saw. And if you saw that video, it's absolutely heartbreaking to see police officers 
watching this man die and not doing anything about it, protecting the fool that was that was strangling, you know, had his knee on his on his neck. It doesn't even make any sense. It's so brutal. But uh, but on the other hand, millions of people have stood up and said uh, of all races and said I, that, that we can't take this anymore. Well, let's see what happens. And, you know, maybe we can use our little podcast to at least point people out to uh, how some of the things we're talking about affects this industry and this medium that we love. Right. Um, but so, look, you know, over the years, we've tried to talk a lot about uh, the diversity in the industry, in the medium. And by that, we simply mean opening it up. I mean, certainly this is a tangential issue to uh you know, people being murdered in the streets. Uh, but, you know, if you, if there is a connection between it, it's just the need for this entire society to open up and understand uh, that uh, it, it isn't a world that was built only for white people, even though it was designed <laughs> that way in some cases. Uh, but we're at a moment now when this industry and this medium, uh, particularly in North America, has been opened up to so many new voices. So, uh, I mean, part of what we do on this podcast is talk about how these changes are coming to comics. Uh, and we try to talk to the people um, it, who are making the change, uh, both the artists as well as uh, you know, the people on the business side. So, uh, I mean, I thought that we could mention a few of the podcast episodes that we've done that I think really highlight some of the changes that we're we're talking about. So, I mean, we can go on for a, a lot, but the, one of the first things I think I'd like to point out is it's a recent podcast, and it's it's number 412, and it's an interview that I did with the um, uh, the, the creative team behind uh, the Big Black, uh, 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 the Attica. Um, well, it's a combination of m- memoir of uh, – Frank Smith, that big black, the um, uh, uh, the big prisoner black stand at Attica. Yes, big black stand at Attica. He's the prisoner and um, uh, prison. Uh, he was one. He was part of the the leadership group at Attica during uh, the the Attica uprising. Uh, he went on to become uh, someone who worked for prisoners. Uh, I'm just actually trying to look up really quickly uh, to make sure I get everybody's names properly because I didn't have it in front of me. But this is really an extraordinary book, and um, people should go out and buy it. And it's it's episode 412. It's uh, Jared Reinmuth who did the writing, Amizian, the artist uh, who's French. And it's really – both the story of Frank Smith, who was tortured terribly uh, during the uh, Attica riot, uh, and uh, how he went through the, the legal battles that he went through. And Attica is a key moment in the history of um, uh, mass incarceration in this country. So, uh, it, you know, it, check out the podcast, but check out the podcast because this is a book that everyone in America needs to read. So, that. Yeah. yeah, and um, one that's kind of re- relevant is um – Another recent one, 418, um, with Jean Luen Yang, um, about Superman versus the Klan, which is yeah. conveniently, um, recently out in trade and, um, based on the groundbreaking, uh, radio serial story back in the 40s about Superman versus the Klan and how, you know, 
Superman does not approve, which sounds dumb. <laughs> it sounds dumb. But it, it has a lot of, of room for talking about Superman as kind of a, a immigrant symbol and a hope for justice for um, the immigrant children protagonists of the story and for people everywhere. Um, and at the time, in the 40s, like you would now we it's it's easy to find depictions in the culture the clan which yeah no kidding but at that time like this was a huge pr coup to for superman to be like no nah, i don't like the clan i'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> okay well yeah, yeah. Uh, can, can, you uh, know, can i just mention one thing the uh, the number that you mentioned uh, is gene yang but he's actually not talking about that book but he does talk about it in number 378 Thank right. You. That's yes. all. Just, yeah, uh, he does so talk about my... it. He talk, he's talking about one of his other books in 418. 378 at San Diego. I interviewed him up just about exactly everything that you just talked about. Yeah. My mistake. No problem. So for my uh, episode, uh, I, it, this one goes back all the way to, uh, to 2014, uh, but I talked to David F. Walker, the, the writer. At the time, he was talking about writing the Shaft comic book that was coming out from Dynamite, but uh, and it was the first time I'd gotten to talk to him. Uh, he's been on the, the, the podcast s- several times since then, but, uh, you know, he's incredibly, uh, smart and historian. I mean, he also runs a black, uh, a page of resources about black exploitation films. He wrote the book about it. And I, I'll never forget something that we talked about on the podcast where I said, do you ever get tired of being that guy? You know, like now mm-hmm. you're the guy that everybody goes to. And he said, I do get tired of it, but I kind of, I kind of set myself up for it. And, um, so I'm going to live, you know, I'm going to live with it. But I, I mean, you know, that's that I, I just, you know, it was a very touching moment because I mean, mm-hmm. that is what happens. You know, there is so few people, you know, there are so few black writers in comics, black artists in comics, you know, well, and there, we need to elevate their few, voices. But there are, yeah. there are few who have broken right. through to be well-known. That's there is correct. plenty of talent out there. Yeah, absolutely. That's our interview yeah, absolutely. Avoid is more than ever before right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Let yes. me tell you. Yes. Um, and, and speaking of which, episode 383 is a panel of Calvins um, called Expanding the Black Comics Canon. Yeah. And That's has great, uh, yeah. Ezra Clayton Daniels, uh, mm-hmm. Ebony Flowers, Alyssa Martinez, and uh, David Walker, um, all great comic creators on the panel sharing their perspective on it. Calvin, you ran that panel. What are your thoughts on it? Well, you know, what the panel really was was for you to to, to, to get a chance to listen to four uh, African-American panels, panelists. I think it was four. Did I get the number right? Yes. Uh, really talking about what they do and how they think about it. So, uh, you know, uh, 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 the, the black comics canon is expanding as the – as comics in general in North America in particular are seeing the boundaries, rather artificial barriers on what you could write about and what genres were included, we're seeing it expanded. So this was an effort really to let uh, black cartoons talk about how they do what they do, how they engage with the, the larger industry. Uh, we have people that work, into, work in the conventional comics industry, uh, you know, the page rate world. We had book publisher side of it with, you know, Edric Clayton Daniels and, and Ebony Flowers. Uh, we had the older generation with Alita Martinez, who I have to admit, uh, was incredibly poignant and in talking about 
uh, the stuff that she went through uh, as a black woman in the conventional comics industry. Uh, and to a degree that I was uh, I was actually stunned, speechless and didn't quite know what to say. And Ebony Flowers, you know, really broke it and stood up and just said, you know, hey, you're among friends here. We all love you and we all want to know that we love you and what you've gone through to make it uh, uh, make it possible for cartoonists to come, <clears throat> excuse me, to come behind you. So, yeah, it, it was a remarkable panel uh, to hear a contemporary artist talk about. Uh, what they've had to overcome and what they do uh, as professionals. Yeah, and um, episode 302 is our African-American history special, um, which has a bunch of different great interviews in it. Um, Joel Christian Gill, creator of Strange Fruit, yes. a collection mm-hmm. of short comics about African-American history, and interviews excerpted from earlier in our canon um, with John Ridley, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Andrew Iden, who's the co-creator of John yes. Mark Trilogy. So that's episode 302. And so that's, that's a, a whole the, lot of talent in one place. Absolutely. And the Andrew Iden um, interview actually is, is fascinating because it's, mo- it's a, a good chunk of it. Andrew Iden, of course, is one of the is the uh, co- co-writer of, of the March Trilogy along with John Lewis. And that episode, that interview is very much about trying to locate – the artists and writers behind that uh, Martin Luther King, the Montgomery, the, that early uh, comic um, about the Montgomery bus boycott and where it came from, that 1950s comic about um, <clears throat> uh, nonviolent uh, techniques um, for civil disobedience. So, yeah. Oh, can I just oh, throw yeah. one in here? Yeah, can throw I throw one, one more yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, go. Um, more to come, episode 369. This was uh, an interview with uh, Ben Passmore at TCAF. He's the author of Your Black Friend, and it's a collection of comics, both looking at uh, contemporary forms of uh, racist behavior and microaggressions, and also as an anarchist himself, really kind of, uh, there are a number of things that are really stories that look at black radical uh, actions, um, uh, anti-racist actions, and political street action. So it's a fascinating look. And I talked to him a little bit about how he thinks about comics, pop culture, and politics. Yeah. And he's a fantastic uh, yeah. creator, obviously. Um, when we get to the reading list part of our podcast, definitely his name will come up again. So we could go on and on because we've done a lot of shows. But We have. Uh, <laughs> we have. I know I talked to Nyla Magruder at San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. And, uh, you know, we've talked to Sheena Howard. Um, we've Very talked true. to, we've looked, talked to, uh, you know, we've, we've tried. We've, <laughs> we've tried to get uh, diversity of voices on here. And we've certainly, uh, we've certainly confronted this stain on American society before. And we'll do more here. And we, we can always, shall. Everybody can do Absolutely. more. So. We will always try to so, do more. So, uh, there you go. Um, now, I thought we were going to we were going to recommend a few titles, too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a lot of Calvin. I think you're working on a reading list, but um, I, I, I'm working on it. I mean, I've got a grab bag of stuff here. Um, uh, I'm trying to think uh, like something uh, to point out. I would probably um, well, I know uh, I could start with, uh, yeah, I, know, sure. I mean, I would just say Ben Passmore, obviously, yeah. you know, uh, your black friend. Yeah. Uh, it's a mini comic, but it's a masterpiece. It's won many, many awards. And mm. really, I think it should be required reading for anybody, uh, who needs to get 
of us in, in uh, our our microaggressions and passive racism. That's and remember, it was, re- it was reissued as a hardcover. See, That's it's correct. That's right. Uh, but I mean, Ben's also an amazing cartoonist. I would also recommend uh, Bottom Feeders, uh, just uh, nominated for oh, yes. Nights today, yeah. uh, written by Ezra Clayton Daniels. And uh, of course, Ezra Clayton Daniels is another one. And um, uh, we've only talked about it about a million times here, Upgrade Soul, but uh, which is another book that deals oh, with yeah. very subtle issues of racism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anything by either of those guys is, is really, really excellent. Um, but, and just good comics. I mean, you know, it's not like, it's, they're, they're both so talented. I'm a big, huge fan of both of them. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And let's not forget the March trilogy, um, by Representative John Lewis and Andrew Iden and name escapes me. Please give me the name of the other contributor. Nate Powell. Nate Nate Powell. And, um, because, you know, sometimes, People look at some of the rough edges around a protest and without knowing too much about it, look back on the halcyon days of the civil rights movement when, you know, protests were all kittens and rainbows and everybody (laughs) got along and it worked really well. Um, And March is making clear it's very much not like that. It was a struggle. And... It is a struggle to this day. Yeah, without a doubt. I'm, I'd like to mention a couple of books on um, uh, the prison, the prison industrial complex. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of cartoonists who have done a lot of good work around this. Uh, among them, Sabrina Jones uh, and uh, Kevin Pyle. Uh, but uh, uh, one book in particular to look at is "Race to Incarcerate" by Mark Maurer and Sabrina Jones. Basically, a history of uh, what uh, mass incarceration has done to the population. Uh, there's another anthology of comics uh, published by PM Press called The Real Cost of Prisons Comics. And it's, it's, an, it's an anthology of comics that basically look at the economics uh, uh, of and, and racist social impact of the financing and building of prisons. Uh, so that's something to take, keep in mind. And one other book, very quickly, it's called Six Days in Cincinnati, a graphic account of the riots that shook the nation a decade before Black Lives Matter uh, by Dan Mendez Moore. It's published by Microcosm Press, and it's a, an account of a, a 19-year-old kid that was killed by the police in Cincinnati in 2001 and uh, the civil uprising that took place after it and told from the point of view of a our participant in the marches. Yeah, uh, another some other books that spring to mind. Obviously, uh, Black, uh, written by Kwanzaa Osafjeo. Oh yes, yeah, and uh, written uh, drawn by Jamal Igel is about what if only uh, Black people had superpowers, and it's a you know it's a superhero take on this, but it expounds on a lot of ideas um, about racism in America. Um, and uh, other books, you know, anything by Dwayne McDuffie, who's just one of the best comics writers that there. Yes that there ever was. Um, and, uh, yeah, cartoonists I've been pointing to quite a bit, uh, Bianca Junis, X-U-N-I-S-E. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Online, a- her stuff is great. Uh, a couple books we've mentioned here, um, uh, Hot, Hot Comb. Yep. <laughs> Calvin mm-hmm. was yes, a big... Which we're going to mention again. 
Yep. Yes. Ebony. Yep. In a, in a subsequent story. Yes. In a Ebony Flowers. By Ebony Flowers. Um, that's another one. And uh, and Good Talk by Marin Jacobs. Also. Yes. Yes. It's going to come up again. Yes. Yes. That's right. So Calvin. Well, so the, bottom feeders. Yes. I'm yes, very and happy. Bottom I'm very happy about both of these. Yes, but we'll talk about what that is. Yeah, we'll talk about that just because we get the Eisners because they were all uh, Eisner nominated. Um, yeah. So, uh, you, know, you know, I want to mention one more. It's this is fiction, but it's grounded in nonfiction. And it's a book called I Am Alfonso Jones, and it's a yes, YA that's a really novel. good book. It's really good. It's uh, by Tony Medina, written by Tony Medina, with art by Stacy Robinson and John Jennings, and it really looks at. Um, uh, it looks at a, a kid, uh, uh, well, that's, it looks at the whole issue of people killed by police. Uh, and, um, it's kind of meant as a memorial to the dead and, and also, yeah, I, I that, yeah, I can't describe it any better than that. Oh, I but. have, I have another book that mm-hmm. should be on everyone's shelf, a book. Um, new Kid by Jerry Craft. Oh, yes, of course. Another yeah. book that we've done. Uh, the Newbery Award winning yes. New Kid by Jerry Craft. The first graphic novel ever. Uh, but you know, this is another one that is, it's, um, you know, about being one of the very few children, uh, black children in a school and, and, you know, the difficulties of that. And it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful book, uh, that really, everyone needs to read these books because they're good. And, they have a lot to say. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, just uh, hopefully, you know. I mean, part of what we're looking at here is the maybe the inability of of uh, of us to uh, to understand the full breadth and range of of what America is. I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about when we talk about how this industry now is opening up to different viewpoints, different kinds of characters, different kinds of artists, stories that incorporate incorporate the full range of the American experience. That's kind of what we're talking about here, and uh, this is like one aspect of it: the lives of black people in this con- in this country. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's uh, something to be said for fiction in helping people empathize and understand and imagine other people as actual, real thinking people, as opposed to stereotypes in the background of a Law and Order episode. Yeah. And you know what? I'll say one more thing. Black lives matter. Yeah. Absolutely. No kidding. Absolutely. No kidding. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, All right. yeah. More to come. So be safe say. out there, people. If you're marching and if you're thinking, be safe, wear masks. And it's hard to social distance if you can, but give it a shot. Um, I've been watching the marches. I'm an old fart, so I try to stay on the fringe. Um, but it's very inspiring to see people out there marching and, letting their voices be heard and just saying that we don't have to be this, you know, we don't have to be, this doesn't have to happen. We don't have to see this over and over again. You know, uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank okay. You, so meanwhile, uh, elsewhere, <laughs> um, the, um, the Eisner award nominations for yeah. 2019 were announced today. So yeah, here you go. Um, and the beat wasn't nominated, so let me just get that out of the way. But, uh, anyway, Aww. a lot of, uh, incredibly great things were, including the comics, some of the comics, <laughs> Hot Comb by Ebony Flowers. Yeah, uh, the by Mary Jacobs. Um, you know, Bitterroot by David Walker, actually, uh, Chuck yes. Brown and Stanford yes. Green in the Best Continuing Series. 
uh, let's see. Uh, May you know, I point out who I, Miriam Lubicki, uh, yes. was nominated for best short story. I think Miriam Lubicki is kind of the, one of the most talented women artists that nobody seems to know much about. She's really good. She's really ta- ta- talented, really thoughtful. We actually have a podcast interview with her. Um, uh, she spent time in the Israeli, uh, defense force. Uh, so she's a military veteran. Uh, in, in addition to being a mother, and anyway, she has a story that was nominated. Yeah, uh, and I mean, we're not going to go over. There's like hundreds and hundreds of uh, yeah. things nominated. But we can talk but, about trends. Yeah, we can talk about trends, but I will say, I think the killer, you know, it used to be the marquee category was the best graphic album, and it still is in many ways. But I will say the killer, the killer this time, is uh, best publication for kids because we got a Kisi More Tales of Mischief by Margaret Abway and Matthew Seppin, yes, Dog Man yeah. for Whom the Ball Rose by Dave Pilkey, Guts by Raina Telgemeier, mm-hmm. New Kid by yes. Jerry Craft, This Was Our Pack by Ryan Andrews, and The Wolf in Underpants by Wilfred Lopano. I mean, you know, you couldn't ask for a more yeah, yeah. packed, and, packed, packed category. And on, the, and on the teen side as well, I mean, The yeah. Harley Quinn Breaking Glass by Mariko Tamaki. Hot Comb, uh, Kiss Number Eight, uh, which was not one something else. It didn't. What, what, I'm forgetting what else it was in. And then Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me, which is a terrific book. Yeah, which has already uh, won a ton of uh, uh, yes. Sports. And Penny and then, Nichols by M.K. Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, also you know what? Very funny. Let's. Uh, I'll tell you what the trend for this year is. And you know, the Eisners are very, very, very much dependent on who the jury is that year and what their Absolutely. chemistry is. Calvin, Calvin, and I have both been. Uh, you know, Eisner judges long ago in the past. I will say this year it really was out with the uh, old names and in with the new uh, because, you know, you will not find the Scott Snyders and Greg Capullo's and Tom King's on here, which, you know, hey, listen, they won a ton of awards. So, um, you know, we can open it up to some other people this time. Yeah, and you will find some of that type of writer, but you won't find them there for their superhero work. No, but I very, but well, very few super. Well, I mean, there's people who are known for superhero work who also are nominated, but it's not for their DC or Marvel books. Like, like what? Like what? Like I think this didn't. I think Scott Snyder got got um not did get nominated for something, but I don't think it was for a Marvel it book. It was for, for his, something he did for Image. I think it yeah. was his image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for, yeah right, for, for the Marvel book. yeah. books, but they are known for Marvel DC. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, well, you've this got, is a continuation of a trilogy. Yeah, you've got Marvel. Jeff Meyer, you've got Ed Brubaker, you've got Brian Michael Bendis, you've got you know G. Willow Wilson, you've got Kieran Gillen, you've got James Tinian. There are definitely people who have made their name on superheroes who are very prominent in this list. No shortage of them, but they're not there for their superhero work. Yeah, yeah. Although I will say. Like, uh, you know, I was going to talk about the best writer nominees, the best writer artist nominees, because I think they're pretty interesting. Uh, the best writer is Bobby Kurnow for Ghost Tree, uh, M.K. Reed and Greg Means for Penny Nichols. Really great to see M.K. get an Eisner yeah, nomination. Absolutely. And that's a funny in, book. Yeah, and it's really funny. Uh, Mariko Tamaki, we've only talked to her a million times, and I've said how I think she's the best writer in comics, so you know who I'm rooting for. Uh, Louis Trondheim for Stay and Maggie Garrison. Uh, G. Willow Wilson, yes, uh, Invisible Kingdom and Ms. Marvel. Uh, then Chip Zdarsky for mm-hmm. his image book and, and Daredevil. And, you know, these are, I think some of them are first-time nominees, but that's a pretty fresh list. 
And when you go down to writer artist, there's some really interesting uh, names in there. Once again, Mira Jacob for Good Talk. I mean, yeah, I really think Raina, that's very interesting. And, and uh, Raina Telgemeier. Yes, Raina, know? absolutely. I mean, I mean, you know, yeah, these are not conventional, uh, you know, cartoonists in the, uh, you know, big in, two in, mold. In the big two yeah. mold. Thank, thank this, you. This and, and, uh, Kim, Gendry Kim for Grass from Toronto Quarterly. Yes. And then Nina Bunjevac for Bezamina. I mean, yeah. she's won so many, uh, Doug Wright Awards. She's an incredible cartoonist. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Tilly yes. Walden for Are You Listening? And then James Stokoe for Sobek, who actually got the most nominations of anyone this year. He got five nominations. James well. Stokoe. So, yeah, we're not talking yeah. about, your father's list of comics creators here. Speaking of which, here is one that should have been on your mother's list of comics creators, but back then the Eisners didn't do that kind of thing. Moto Hagio made yeah. it on oh. under U.S. edition of International Material Asia. Yes, you've got, you know, alongside, you know, Clamp and various others, you, you do have um, one of the original... And quite frankly, most delightfully weird of the original shoujo creators, uh, with her, um, edition of the Poe clan coming out from Fantagraphics. Yeah. Probably. I'm going to jump quickly to one of some of the book awards again. Uh, the reality based work, which I, I always assume means nonfiction. Um, uh, yeah, but my solo, my, my solo exchange diary volume two, I noticed this by Nagata copy. Is in yes. there and George Takei's uh, "They Called Us Enemy," you know his yes. memoir of living through the Japanese internment, uh, mm-hmm. and also once again, um, "Good Talk" by Mira Jacob, "Grass" by Kunsuk uh, Gendry Kim, and Lucy Nisley for "Kid Gloves." Yeah, so uh, uh, really yeah. great stuff. I mean, yeah. there is, uh, you, you know, I mean, we all have our favorites on here, you know, uh, for guest traffic album new. I just want to mention that one because like I said, this yes. is often the That's, marquee. Uh, yes. Uh, Are you listening by Tilly Walden, Bezamina by Nina Bunjavak, Bottom Feeders by Andrew yes. Clayton Daniels, mm-hmm. Ben Passmore, Life on the Moon by Robert Grossman, uh, New World. By David Jesus Vignoli. I have to admit, I do not know that book, so I guess I better read it. Hey, I don't and, know it either, so. Yeah. yeah, and Reincarnation Stories by Kim Deitch. I would call that a very, very idiosyncratic list, uh, but you know what? Good good for you. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of books. Idiosyncratic, but deserving. Yes, absolutely, yes. So, yeah, uh, and I think, I think they went with reality-based because then that way you can include uh, memoir without getting into James Fry territory if someone yeah. decides to fictionalize aspects of their memoir. Yeah. Um, you know yeah, what? I don't know. It's, I, it's, I, I, I think some of these things, I mean, the, the names, the categories, I, I find reality-based a strange nomenclature. Uh, nonfiction can accommodate a lot, um, uh, but that's fine. I also yeah. have problems with the notion that uh, – the, the best graphic album reprint. I, and I've, I've issued this complaint before. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, they got that, more good books in there. You know, they have Bad Weekend by Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, Clyde Fans by Seth, Cover by Brian Michael Bendis. Yes, David these are Hatt, great books. Rusty Gondi's, Brown, a yeah, reprint? And, and I mean, Le- really? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think, come on. I agree. I agree. But you know <laughs> what? On. You got to take it up with Jackie. Take it I'm up not, with Jackie. Which I'm not yeah. going to do. We love you, yeah. Jackie. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to do but it. But I, you um, know... I don't really eat that. I just don't get that. But, you yeah. know, but never mind. 
Nobody yeah. asked me if I got it. So, uh, but anyway, you know, every year we we talk about the Eisners. Every year, uh, this year we won't be in the big room to hear them presented. So that's a bummer. So how how is this going to be done? I mean, is this going to be no Comic Con at home? Is this going to be part of the the virtual Comic Con that they teased us with, but have offered no information on? I don't know, but uh, I will say this: that as I talk to my inter- Cat. about um about um yeah so my cat just cat siding. By, sorry uh yeah uh we will uh as i do my interview my my san diego preview uh article to be very different this year i will ask that calvin and i will see what i can find out so yeah, um, yeah, you know yeah. i wanted uh, listeners just a, a little inside info here like trivia like this week for the first time we're doing this on skype with video so we can see each other because we realized that first off we missed seeing each other's smiling faces <laughs> yes. an awful lot. Uh, I mean, for real. I mean, I miss seeing Kate and Calvin. It's one of the, not getting to see them every couple of weeks is actually one of the worst parts of this. And so, but now it's we get to see them. It is a bummer. And uh, so, but we get to see each other talking. And I, I think I, I really like it, actually. We should just do it this way all the time when we have to do Skype. I think. Yeah, it fix better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are yeah. practical considerations because, well, we really hope you haven't listened. Uh, you haven't noticed, listeners. But when um, we record on Skype, it can be harder to pick up each other's cues. And so we may talk on top of each other a little yeah. bit more, which is yeah. annoying. Yeah. And this way... Uh, we do it a lot less. So anyway, we're always trying to improve the podcast, which is why we'd love it if you let us know how we're doing so we can gauge whether yeah. our efforts are successful or not. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, Heidi, you never quit. I do. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, so the Eisners. Okay, one more news item for me. And, um, you know, listen, I realize we have all these other horrible things going on in the world, and uh, we need to, to work on them with all of our effort. However... But- some other things continue to happen. Other things continue to happen. And this one really, really freaking got my goat. Um, you know, even though it's about a competitor, Newsarama is a long-running website that goes back to the dawn of the comics journalism <laughs> internet. Like on, uh, I think it started on Prodigy, which was the first public message board. So it goes all the way back to the deep, deep foundations of time. It is a uh, grand old man of comics journalism, yes, people. And this is a loss. And so, well, I haven't even said what the loss is yet. So, uh, but they have, well, they were acquired by a, a company called Future LC that has a bunch of uh, websites like Games Radar. And, uh, so on Monday, it was, uh, or last Friday, it was announced that they would be going under the Games Radar, um, umbrella. But we didn't realize that the, what that means now is that Newsarama is nothing. And it's just like a tab on a, on a front homepage, if you get a story, it says it's on Games Radar. And worst of all, they took the last nine years of content from Newsarama, and that's it. It's gone. Uh, wow. I mean, it, it's still accessible to the contributors, but the nine years of, of comics history have just been wiped off the map. So they are archived, but not, not where accessible. any readers can read them. Not where not readers accessible. can read them. Hmm. Wow. So, what is the? Why would they even buy Newsarama if they were just going to delete it? Well, because that's what big corporations do. Yeah, right? they do all the time. I mean, they they obviously want they have some a of the brilliant content. idea to monetize it. Well, but if they it, delete it all, how are they going to do it? To clarify, Newsarama has been opened by owned by Future for quite a while, 
And so they were their own thing for a long time. But and look, I think I've alluded to this on this podcast before with the, uh, the pandemic and the economic you know, recession that we're in. Uh, you know, in case you've forgotten, we also have uh, the worst economic crisis in perhaps yeah. since the Great Depression facing us. And, you know what, advertising revenue is way down. And uh, running websites is, uh, you know, troubling. And comics news sites, unfortunately, do not get a lot of traffic. Now, I want to say Chris Arendt, uh, former contributor to PW Comics World, yeah, right. uh, a really great guy. Uh, he was killing it. He was killing it on his coverage of this crisis. He had so much information, interviews with Steve Jeppe, with, with so many of the players behind this distribu- distribution wars we've been talking about over the past few episodes. Uh, and guess what? Gone. Gone, 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 gone. So they aren't gone. even keeping the really recent ones? No, I'm saying as of Monday, wow. everything that wow. wasn't posted Monday is gone. Mm. Wow. Well, well, a moment of silence for Newsarama. Yeah. Have, are, yeah. have there been layoffs there, too? Is Chris still there? Yeah, Chris is still there, yes. He's still there. Mm. Well, I wonder how long that will last if there are just a tab. Well, you know well, what? They, I mean, they probably want some content, but I guess they don't uh, – yeah, I don't know what to say. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's I sort know. of a, so, astonishing. So like, yeah, I mean, this happened on Monday, and obviously uh, it's a priority, but uh, I mean, I feel like – Maybe when things calm down a little bit, I mean, I would start a petition or something. Like, get those fucking archives. Oh, pardon me. Bleep, bleep. Uh, <laughs> just so angry. Just so angry about this. I guess I'm angry about a lot of things now, but I'm really well, angry that, that to, to destroy, a, you know, this is the primary source of information on the history of a major artistic medium. I really hope thought. that archive.org has, has uh, cached a bunch of it. It has. Because, it has. But it's but not it's the a, same. But it, they, the they shouldn't have to. Yeah, they shouldn't have to. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I can understand. I don't like, but sure, fine, migrate it to a tab. But why lose all that history and all those potential clicks? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Let's ask a future LLC. That's who we need to ask. So, Heidi, maybe well, you need to reach out to them for comment. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm. Um, I'm doing um, uh, some work on some other matters this week, but next week I'm going to try to get back to uh, to as normal as I can be under the circumstances, and there might be some hell raised if I can muster some strength. So, all right. Well, we look we look forward to your you know <laughs> to whatever. It sounds you come like up there with. will be more yeah. to come on this one. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we said we were just going to hop on for a quick. Quick one, and and we've had a you know a pretty full I discussion. Think we, I think we've done it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, stay safe, you guys. Yeah, stay safe, you guys, and everybody out there uh, who can hear our voices. Um, uh, what an incredible mess! But uh, you know, we will get through this madness somehow, and and hopefully, uh, you know, we can make this a better country. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Let's because fight. of this. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the only way we can make progress is if we fight together. And we are in this together. So on that note, uh, certainly there will be more to come.